peace and congratulations to all of you who have made it this far. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the end, where it's beginning to look a lot like fiction. But really, it's just a post-apocalyptic mission and rebuilding the exquisite feeling of genuine human existence. See, genuine human connection is missing, plus the times are different. They will shoot the messengers. I say time is different because nothing moves like it once did. And now that the space has been warped, well, what time are you living in? To some, the dust may seem settled, but I can still feel the ground trembling. So get ready and get set and be prepared to shift again and again and again. Welcome to Archives for Aliens, the podcast recorded for future life on Earth, planet Earth, consciousness, creativity, the nature of reality, cool people making things, and life outside the box. What makes you tick? And a warm welcome to this week's guest, Jared Lewis, whose words you just heard in the intro. I want to mention that that was actually recorded live during our interview. Not at all planned. So that was a more than lovely epic surprise. And other things about Jared. He is a writer, poet, and all around creative. I'm so, so glad that we met uh, at an open mic when I was. Well, you'll hear about it more in the interview, but there was a time in my life when I decided I needed to get over the fear of the microphone and started randomly showing up at open mics. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about becoming a creative, becoming an artist, and getting over the fear and finding the courage to start sharing your work. We're going to get right into the interview here because we may have lost the random image card, but that's okay. I, I feel like all words and languages are pretty much made up and people make up words every day. They're like, so why can't I, if there's not a word for something, why not make it? That's, and so I plan on making like my own words and stuff at some point. Like I figured if I'm going to, with my art, I plan to like the things within things, like these different worlds and universes, but how they all intersect and connect. But I want to create like my own little art universe type thing. And I feel like it's just a byproduct of having its own little world that I create will have its own language and things at some point. So I feel like that's interesting. And uh, I've met a couple other artists, one recently, uh, Jared Manick, who has the art gallery, talking about like that, he had did something similar. Like he created his own language and well, his own decipher code for his. And I thought that was interesting because, yeah, I was just like, and people don't know or they like they don't have to know like because I 
Oh, the hardest thing for me Ed, was realizing that like not everybody's gonna get it, and so that 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 uh, I feel say that hindered me a lot in the beginning, like because I was it was actually affecting the way that I created things. Like I would kind of change things if I felt like it wasn't gonna relate or like translate well. But then I had to get it got to a point where I had to realize that like. I wasn't happy with it though. So it was like, I need to just, it doesn't matter. Like, if it feels right and you know you need to do it or make it this way, then, you know, even if it's the one, like, one person who gets like it, then you, you know, it was right. You just, you got to go with what you feel. That's what I've learned. I'm not sure how I got to that tangent. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I've definitely gone through periods of time where I was trying too hard to, make my work understandable. Yeah. It is way more fun, I feel like, though, to have that one person who totally understands it and they're like, yes, <laughs> this is, this, you're, like, transmitting this message exactly to me. And, yeah, yeah that's way more exciting than, like, ten mm-hmm. people who sort of get it. Mm-hmm. It's like the ultimate insight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah, about what I do with art. I guess that's how we got there. But yeah, that's. I guess that best sums it up. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good summary. And one of the other things I like to ask all guests who come on the show, um, so that the audience can get to know you a little bit, tell us a little bit about what you believe to be the nature of reality. Uh, reality is for the most what you make it. Uh, everything takes time, and if I've learned anything, is that we can learn anything. Like, and so it's a. I feel like there's some underlying. It's a, the energy. It's like the underlying programming, and we all can have been programmed, can be reprogramming. Once we learn how to how the circuitry works and we can reprogram ourselves and you start working towards the reality you want to build. You know, I mean, there's a collective reality that's always like, I guess the real the thing is getting everybody on the same page or one chord and with that, but everybody has so many different versions of the reality as this. So, well, neither like good or bad, just different people. Sometimes they class, sometimes they mail it. Yeah. How do you think art relates to how you reprogram the reality? Mm, perspective. It offers plenty of different perspectives. I feel like that's because it it paints the reality in a different light that one may not have seen it before. And sometimes I feel like, mm, yeah, uh, it, it forces you to look at things differently. And sometimes for some people, like I said, they can't see it, but for some people, like it clicks and it just makes sense. It's just like, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I feel like since there's so many different, People in medium, I guess, 
we're all trying to find that connection to help people flip switches, I guess. I really like that term, flip switches. <laughs> where, what inspires you or like where, where's this language coming from? Uh, honestly, sometimes I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the thing. Even with some of the writings, like early on, like it it's strange. Sometimes I, I'll write something because usually it, it would come to me like just in a moment. And like, you know, if I didn't write it down in that moment, like it's gone. But sometimes like after I write it, I even step back and I'm like, it feels like I didn't even write it. I mean, it's just sometimes like, where did this even come from? Yeah. And it's at a point I just stop questioning and just went, whenever I get the, I just go with it. That's amazing. Cause like when I read through some of your Instagram posts, I, I wanted to ask you like if you had some kind of certain thought leader that really inspired you because just reading through them, it reminds me so much of all these different books on philosophy and like making peace with life that I've read, but like I just couldn't put my finger on it, but it is, it's so familiar. So to hear you say that it just comes, you know, out of the ether into you, that's awesome. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is different. So I, I, I yeah, I'm getting some help. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, and so I, I forgot what I was even going with that now. Um. I'm not used to compliments and stuff, so I still get like weird. <clears throat> uh, where are we going with that? Well, I have a little snippet of your writing. I think I'll share it here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's one that I grabbed. Uh, words give life to ideas. Tongues give power to spells. Vibrations permeate with intent. Souls shaped within the abyss. Yeah, thoughts become words, words, action, and I feel like intent. A lot of things come down to intent. We, with so many words and language, mostly the English language, because that's what I know most about, but the words mean things. And I feel like I've come across a lot of people who don't say what they mean or mean what they say. And people tend to speak in this kind of weird coded, you know what I mean language. But I'm just like, or you can just say what you mean. Like it's, I feel like it's easier. And then you actually get what you want. The whole thing, closed mouths don't get fed. People jokingly speak bad things are to themselves or like don't get the things they want because they're not, I guess, asking properly or with the proper intent because we're just so used to just speaking and I think being mindful about what we're actually saying. Yeah. And I think it can be really scary to like be super honest with your words because then it's like you're showing your whole self. It is, it is, it is scary. <laughs> uh, 
and that's why getting out and actually speaking it like it's is strange because I honestly out of all the things that I've written up until two years ago it was 2019 I couldn't recite anything to you that I had ever written like I just didn't when I would write them at the worst, I would just usually stash them and just, I rarely revisited things. And it just got to a point, it's just like, okay, this is clearly like, I enjoy writing. It's something I love to do. Something I'm good at, like I need to, clearly I'm not gonna stop. So I need to figure out what to do with this. <laughs> and I was at a point in life where it was like, I was trying to get away from the regular nine to five. I was trying to get out of that thing. And I had started working less because I was like, I have to start focusing on this. Like I'm putting too much energy towards things that like I, I don't want. Mm-hmm. And it was that whole time management was always a hard thing for me. And it's like not having the time. So I'm like, I have to make time. Like can't work so much anymore. I need to work on this. I need to figure this out. And practice, practice is a big part because practice is pretty much to do just like you practice law or practice medicine. It's even, they still call it practice, even though you're a doctor and you're doing it. Like practice is anything. That's how you learn repetition. And so it's like, I need to pretty much hone this and develop a routine that's going to eventually be me be more around this than me around working for other people. I need to figure out how to build my life around the things that I actually enjoy to do. Was there a moment or an experience when you, you realized that you needed to take your art to the next level? Uh, I guess when I went out to the open mic, I had went to like two before, but they was like, I went to one and then four years later, I went to another one. And so this was the one, it was that two years ago, I I had always kept making excuses and just would never go. I would just, every Sunday would come around and I make an excuse why I couldn't go. And the first work was a thing. And then once I stopped working and I got my Sundays off, still find an excuse. And eventually I'm just like, I got to go. Like, I have to go see. Like, because I, I I always felt like I had something, but I was just, I, I was always afraid. I was, it was just, I don't know what it was, but getting out there and then actually like speaking some of these things allowed even felt different than just reading on paper. And that's when I learned that like, and that also helped me with the things I wrote. Cause once I started actually going back through like the years and stuff that I've had, I'm just like, I've got something here. Like I, I've, I've got something and I need to figure out exactly where to go next with it. But I, the, I guess the biggest thing, I didn't know where to go next. Like, I didn't know how. That was the scariest thing. It was always, if I didn't know how to do something, like, usually, like, it's, it's hard to do it or find a way. So I'm just like, I just got to go out to places where people are doing it 
and go from there. And the night I went out and I, it was it was an inspiring night. Like the the way I saw people put, present their art and like be honest and on stage and everything. And it just I don't know. It, it I got up there even though I'm fumbled and everything. Like it felt good to like do something that you were scared to do. Like even though you like you want it's it's just weird back and forth. Like every bone in my body is like, what are you doing? Like don't do it. But at the same time, I was like, no, like you gotta go do it. And so after that, I was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like I gotta, this is I got I gotta figure out how to make all of this make sense. Mm. And I guess more so for me also, like I and then once I started making I started making sense of it, I felt like more comfortable putting pieces out and like because I guess like now that no now that I know like everything has a space or a place to go, I I feel like like I if I can put it there like or at least put like these things out into the universe like because I feel like yeah this is the best way I know how to get them out and two people. Hmm. That's really cool. I feel like that was <laughs> no, that's a great answer. What what do you mean exactly by space or place for them to go? I'm really interested to hear what that means. because uh, first it was just pretty much like literally scattered pages. Like I guess like for me, my poetry is also like a journal because like I could go back to a set of poems and know like exactly like where I was at, what year, like when I wrote that and all this thing and like things that I learned or things that I faced. And I don't know, I guess growing up, I was always to myself. I was like, I kind of dealt with people cause I worked with the public, but for the most, I was the whole loner. I was just kept to myself and my thoughts and writing. Actually, I started doing it as a form of therapy. Like it, it helped me get things out. Cause I've always been like an overthinker. And so once I, I guess, learned to write in a way that helped me like just get things out. It helped me, I guess, view myself from the outside and then realizing that like, once I shared it with people that they felt and dealt with similar and knowing that it helped them, like, I felt like, okay, if these are odd things that, like, I've experienced, like, and other people have also shared these experiences, I don't have to, like, just, like, be afraid and, like, hold on to these. I can, like, put them out, hopefully it resonates with other people. So, like, now that there's, there's a space for them instead of me just holding keeping them back. Yeah. I know I definitely, like when I read something that resonates with me, it helps me see a different part of myself. So, I yeah, I always appreciate good writers in that way. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's very reflective. And I guess in a sense, it kind of sometimes 
helps me remove myself and look at it from the outside because I can read it as if they're not my words. But, and so, because sometimes I do that. Sometimes I, I, I try to read things as if somebody else wrote it. Oh. And I, That's probably a really and, good skill as a writer. <laughs> huh. And how would it make me feel? Because it's, yeah, sometimes I get too caught up in, I try not to get too caught up in it like that it was me, because sometimes, like I said, I don't even feel like it was me who wrote it, but, so I'm just like, I just, yeah, do my best to step out of that of my art from time to time. When you started writing, was there somebody or a community or something like that inspired you to start doing it, or was it just an idea you had one day? Uh, I kind of did it for fun because hip hop music is actually like how I got started right now. I used to just write rhymes when I like, because I got into it kind of late though. Like it was probably middle school and I would like write stuff, but I never like seriously wrote anything. But I was going to this, my I had a, I have an older brother. He was going to this art program called Coca down up the street from the Fox is where it used to be. And then it moved to another building. But we would do things like paint and charcoal, like mostly drawing type art. But it was one weekend, I remember, it was a lady, uh, Jane Ellen Eber, I believe it was. And she came and she did writing that week. And she... It was this right next to us she had us do and she told us to just put the pencil on the paper, write for a minute without picking it up. Don't think, just write and just, and like after doing that a couple of times, like, and going back and really like the things that like actually came out, I felt, yeah, I don't know, that's, I guess that when like a switch flipped for me. Because I don't know, before that, I never really thought about writing as a thing like that I enjoyed or wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I love these stories from creatives mm-hmm. because so often it is like this one moment where somebody or something introduces this whole new concept into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's so cool to like look back on those moments and think about, or I think about like, well, how can I like bring these to other kids? Like, what if somebody doesn't know mm-hmm. paint exists or words? True. Yeah. That is a goal. I would like to write poetry for children at some point. I'm, I'm working on getting there and trying to see how to translate it to younger minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think even just doing what you're doing opens up people's minds to the the fact that like this is possible for adults to still be creative beings and have a creative practice no matter what kind it oh, is definitely. yes yeah because so many people just stop doing whatever that was at some point i do i've come across a couple people who like i used to do this i'm just like well why'd you stop or and uh yeah it, i feel like it has to be cultivated 
And yeah, I don't feel like it's introduced definitely in the regular school system because we know that's like the first thing that goes to arts. And so I feel like it's important because I feel like everybody has creativity in them. And like, it's just, you know, it's what, what gets nurtured and what doesn't get nurtured. And or even like said, introduced to it or introduced to it. Yeah. Because I know, yeah, I didn't know there was a thing before then. But that you could do it in that way. I didn't realize that I don't have the light on. <laughs> do you want to go turn it on? Yeah. I'm just... For a second, I thought my camera was broken. I'm like, I can't see myself. And I was like, oh, it's just... Yeah, oh, there we go. Someone went down. I have had... <laughs> uh, somebody's camera was doing crazy things one time. You never know. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Man, the kids, yeah. they. I feel like they should definitely be encouraged to art mm -hmm. and keep on. Mm. And so tell, tell us a little bit about the writing club that you started. Uh, I've always enjoyed writing prompts. Like they, they were always good practice because sometimes I, when I was having spells of writer's block, it was, I didn't know what to write about. And I've learned sometimes it's easier if somebody else picks for you, like, or give you something to write about. And so, excuse me. After doing like prompts for about a year and a half, I, was, I got to the point where I'm like, I want, you know, I could do my own. Like, and I started kind of writing out my own prompts because I'm like, people may, they help me, they could probably help somebody else. And I enjoy doing them. And so I figured I'd do prompts. I had more planned, but then I'm just like, I don't really like to be on, online that much. And all the other stuff I got going on, like I had to find a balance. I'm like, once a week, that's good exercise. And so it's just good practice. And I'm just like, hopefully people will use it. If they don't, I'm going to use it. And But they'll always be there so they can come back to them later when they get time. Like, because you don't have to do them within a week. I just figured it's some, some good writing exercises and some good thought practice. Yeah. Well, once a week is pretty good, too. Yeah. It would help get someone like me started. Hey. Yeah. That's, well, that's what's up. That's the goal, like to get people more people writing. Because I wanted like half kind of a writer's guild, but I, I talked about the idea to some people, and but like it never really sticks. But I guess it's something I've been learning that like uh, learning the business side of art has been. <laughs> yes, I second you on that uh, one. <laughs> I don't even know. What, I don't even know if those words coincide. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere they like, do. <laughs> uh, that one, the music. That I mean, that would kind of push me more away from music and to just stick with like writing, writing because it's like the home. Yeah, it's just learning more about the music stuff. I was just like, that's not, that's not something mm. I want to do. I know, like now, full time, like. I, was, I enjoy making music, but as far as like this whole like musical career is definitely 
I'm going to stick like books and script writing and things because I want to eventually do movies and shorts, really like shorts, same thing with like the children books and stuff. That's more so what I'm aiming. But yeah, just learning how things work. I'm just like, I just want to create and it's like, <laughs> and like be able to survive off of it. Mm-hmm. And then all this other stuff came when I was just like, uh, but that's been, that was like the biggest deterrent that made me like question whether or not I actually want to like art as a little, I'm like, no, you know what? It's possible. Like I can do it without having to, yeah. Where it's not pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, it's always been about like, going around in different directions and just like prodding in different places until I can finally find this like good balance. It's like an investigation. Yeah. See, I love to do other things. I do love to cook. And so like, I like, I like working like, like things because it's also another creative thing. Like cooking is an art. Oh yeah. And watching people uh, food is like my second favorite thing next to writing, or maybe it's it's close, but I love food. That's cool. And even there, being mindful of the things we eat or like things about like it changes, it definitely affects yeah. you. Yeah. And I feel like you can tell when food is made with like care and stuff because just I don't know. I've, I've you can feel the energy things people put into things, and food is one that I feel like is overlooked. I don't know if it's just the way we consume food nowadays, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're getting more back in tune with that, like actually eating healthier and realizing that like it does make a difference. You, you feel, I feel completely different like from a year ago to all on the way that I used mm. to eat. And working in restaurants have really opened my eyes, like the dedication and thing like chefs like, cause it's just like with your art, you love when somebody gets your art and like, but then it's like uh, when somebody, when people really loved what they're making and they just created, came up with this recipe, people really coming to eat their food. I, I get that. Like it's, and it's, it's fun watching them light up. Like it's like, I like watching people be happy about the things that they enjoy. And so, and being working that why I enjoy working there also as a dishwasher, because like, I don't have to be in like the front lines and in the hecticness of the cooking, but I still get to see and watch everybody enjoy So, I enjoy doing that. So I just, I, don't know, I like, I like being, I guess seeing how things work. I like being behind the scenes of the things that I have like. And I like to try to do that as far as work, like things I enjoy, you know, see all the inner work and see how things flow. Yeah. How do you think working in restaurants has like influenced the way that you see the world or the way that you write? Uh, it has mm. not sure. I think it would be interesting to be like on the other side, like the other side of the plate. 
Like you get to see Mm -hmm. the, like you said, the behind the scenes and how all the different components of a, a restaurant come together. It is definitely interesting. And now I, it, it definitely gave me more respect for the food that I would try because, yeah, I was seeing all the time that actually goes into making this a thing and presenting it to people. I was just like, it made me my love for me love food even more. And that's part of the reason why I went to the kitchen. I'm like, I could learn, I can get paid to learn to cook. And then all these great things that I'm making, like I can make. And then other people, I can start making stuff. And it's just like, that's something else to share, like sharing. Yeah, oh, I, I think it's definitely an art. Uh, I also have noticed, I don't know if this is a real thing or just me noticing, but there are so many visual artists who cook. <laughs> like such a high percentage. Oh, that's interesting. Like I know for me, I re- I enjoy it as an art. And I'm always like needing to have a balance of different colors on the plate. Mm-hmm. like the presentation of it yeah yes see that's awesome yeah I love cooking for people I think it's so much fun do you have a favorite <laughs> recipe or cuisine uh favorite cuisine probably be duck Probably duck breast. I love duck. Like just duck wings and noodles. I mean, I like rice. Like simple, but yeah. Yeah, duck's pretty fancy though. Yes, yeah, so I've learned, but it's so good. <laughs> no, I mean, I think go for it. It's um, I my studio uh, is right across from the blue duck. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I that was I learned a long time ago that that was like my biggest I don't want to stay vice but uh, my most expensive habit is was food and that was something I really had to like work on like curb like cutting back on especially when I had to like budget and then like with the way everything happened in these last few years it's just like discernment that's been like my word practice and discernment like you know just be mindful make better choices like can you, and now that i've learned to make more those also help because it's like if i could make this then i could just look up how to make it and it definitely helps me decide make better decisions on what what to eat or where to eat because like i said I've, I've always been like super decisive i've gotten better at that just making the decision and but yeah, I would say duck is my. What about you? Mm, salmon. It's like one of the only oh, animal yeah. things I eat. Ah, so good, can't stop. <laughs> I want to eat more fish and do more fish, but I feel like I don't want to mess it up. Like I don't feel comfortable mm. yet cooking fish. Yeah. I think you just got to do it. You just got to look up a <laughs> recipe and just do it. And yeah, I know, I've been trying to get over cooking fears too. What did I? All kinds <laughs> of, I used to have such a fear of baking anything, just anything that went 
into the oven. I, I just didn't understand how long to put it in there. Like stovetop, I'm good with because you can watch it and you can see what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I want to bake. That's something I'll do and I'm going to tackle next when I get time because I feel like I should be okay at that. But also, yes, that fear because with different ovens too and yeah, you can't see and it's like, yeah. is it, I want to keep opening it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's such a good metaphor though for art though because, you know, trying anything new is scary and like sometimes you just mess it up. But it's like, if you never try it, you're never going to, you're never going to get it. True. So kind of just, yeah, leaving room for some mess ups. <laughs> Maybe don't like invite people yeah, over I mean, that night. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but see, I would, I feel like I, I would be the person to try some weird recipe. Uh, actually, some people would like, some of my friends are afraid to make some of the things I eat because I do, will, I will mix weird flavors just to try to find, find ways to mm-hmm. make them work. And so yeah, like is it weird? Like is it, what's in this? What what are you trying to? Yeah. It's like I promise I've started making things towards other people's taste buds. Like I'm not gonna give you anything that I know you're not gonna like. I made it specifically so that you would eat it. Yeah, that's interesting though that you like to try try to kind of be at the edge of flavors. That's that's how I see you use words. Pushing them to their the edge of their their meaning. Yeah, I, um, that's one of my things. Like, I feel like I'm either all or none. Like, sometimes it's, I rarely have a middle ground. It's like, okay, I'm either I'm over here and I'm doing this, and if I'm not doing this, then I'm doing this and I'm over here. And I guess, yeah, I just, they say you post twist words, like you go too far and then find out where you bring it back a little bit. And so I guess I just, that's just always my way. Like I'm, I'd rather instead of working up step by step, sometimes like we're just gonna overshoot it and then we're dialing back. Oh, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> I do that all the time in life. I'm an extremist in that way. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. my gauge meter just there's not a lot of in betweens, but that's okay. <laughs> so. Hey, Aside hey. from uh, from eating, like I know being an artist, like taking care of yourself is a pr- like a really important part of being creative, like feeling good and all of that. What what other kinds of mm-hmm. things do you do in life to take care of yourself? Uh, I make sure I stay hydrated. I've, I've started running and doing yoga and those are the main two things just learning that stretching helped like I don't know why or when I stopped stretching but then yeah once I got back in the yard I'm just like like I feel like I feel like I can move like I didn't realize it's like sometimes like when you're in things you don't realize you're in them until you're out of it and it's like with the stretching like I didn't realize how much better I could move till I was moving better yeah (laughs) I don't know where I was reading this about yoga, but I think I've seen it come up several times, this idea of like when you're moving your body in all these different ways, somehow that also like tell like it helps improve the flexibility of your mind because you're stretching and you're moving in all these different positions, whether it's like yoga or 
Pilates or just moving around in ways that are more unusual, it can it can help your you become more flexible with your thinking patterns. I can I can see that. And then the breathing, because breathing is very important. And yeah, things that make me control my breathing. That's why the jogging and running and yoga has been really good for me. It helps bring me back, like, because, yeah, I, I let my mind run away sometimes a lot. <laughs> and so being present and learning to do that has been one of the things I have had to work on. Because, yeah, I just take ideas and I just zone out, daydreaming about stuff sometimes. Don't know where I'd be at. And so I'm just like, there was plenty of reasons though to start being healthier because, I mean, I wanted to stop smoking and I knew that if I'm going to run, then I'm not going to smoke because if I smoke, it's going to make running that much harder. So if I run, I shouldn't smoke. <laughs> and just finding ways to, I guess, kind of trick or help myself into making better choices. Because sometimes motivation is hard. I, I say that discipline, it's easier to be disciplined and to motivate sometimes. Like just knowing that like, I got to do this. Like it may not feel good now or it may take a while for it to work, but like, I got to do this. And so if I don't want to, how can I trick my body or brain into doing it? Yeah. Do you think that your art helps keep you motivated to like keep being a better person? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I, I know it does for me. And that's, it is, it does like, cause it's, 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 it's us. Like, I feel like it's, your art is you and, it definitely has helped me become a better person and it it helps me continue to like grow because I'm I'm always able to like look at myself and see see the progress in certain things or certain situations, also certain thoughts. Cause I try and I don't like I've started going back more to other things. I remember I found some old writings from two thousand. 17 and like sometimes it's cringy because to just to see like what I was at but like it's good because I'm like I'm not nowhere near there anymore with certain things or like just seeing the things that have passed or transpired like it's it definitely helps keeps me going forward yeah I think in some ways I view my art almost as like having a kid where it's like I need to be responsible because <laughs> I have this this child out here and like it needs to be cared for and I need to take care of myself and take care of it and yeah I guess just like be the best that I can be for it yeah do you have that at <laughs> all or they're like it's almost like outside of you uh with, I do feel the need to like 
mm-hmm. nurture it. And yeah, I feel like I owe it to it to like to be to have it be the best that it can. Like because yeah, otherwise why am I doing it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's just kind of how I feel about doing things. It's like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Like, and if I'm if I don't want to do it, then don't do it. But yeah, if I'm gonna do it, then I might as well do it to the fullest because why well, do it halfway? And so, like these days, and I know things might be a little bit weird because of COVID, but in general, like how often are you getting up on stage and? And sharing, sharing your words. Uh, at least twice oh, a week. That's like super regularly. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I gotta yeah. keep practicing. Yeah, and so you, so you only started sharing words on stage two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It was a. Uh, it was it was a free open mic. It was free that because it was the last one of the year. I, I don't know if it was like right before New Year's, but I learned that that's the only way I'm also going to get better. And like I, there's so many things that I didn't realize about myself until I got on stage in front of people. Because then it's just like, like I used to. Sometimes I still do, but I used to mumble like super bad. But I was only used to talking to myself, so I just used the same tone that I talked to myself in. And so I had to learn like to project and even learn to rewrite write some things. Like rewriting was a big part of things going back and because it may look good on paper and may sound like it flow in my head. But once I started reading and saying things out loud, it was just like, this does not, you know, like I can't be putting this out here if it's not, if I can't even like the way it sounds like, can't expect other people to like want to listen to or hear it if I don't even want to hear it or it's not making sense to me. And so it's like, I have to, I have to get out. And it takes so long, really. Like I, the whole, it felt like it took like a whole nine months before I saw any progress. And it was just so, uh, at a point it got daunting because it was just like, Just learning different crowds, learning then being around so many energies. Like I'm usually used to being by myself and more introverted. And so actually having to be, force myself to be out in front of people and around people was hard for a while because it's like, I still get like anxiety from it sometimes. But I know that that also goes away with the repetition. I'm just like, eventually I'm just going to get to a point to where, you know, I can just go, get in my zone and I, and I'll be fine. So I don't, I don't know, I guess I don't want it to slack right now. I'm also just trying not to do too much because there's a lot of them going on, but I'm just like two times a week should be enough. I mean, cause I still practice at home and do things like here with myself, but it's different. In front yeah. of people, and 
Yeah, just being more comfortable being myself in front of people is the yeah. goal. Well, I know that's the whole reason when I started doing open mics. I was just trying to get over my fear of the microphone. I didn't even really have anything in particular to say. <laughs> so I'll just find these <laughs> random things. <laughs> just be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to read this one now. <laughs> um, I mean, it sort of helped, but I have a long way to go if I really want to get o- over the fear, I would say for sure. I'm sure you will. Just... You see, it's it's a strange thing now. I, I'm... When I'm performing now, like I'm, I'm good. But like, if I'm just have the microphone and I have to talk, then I'm just, hmm. I'm weird. I just don't know. That when my brain starts going, I start to overthink. I'm just like, I need to just get comfortable. I guess holding the mic or being on stage and like not doing stuff. I always feel like I have to be doing something. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. So then it's just, yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, no, you don't have to do anything. Sometimes, but yeah. Uh, no it's it's interesting how because I know I'm like I've gotten really comfortable like teaching zoom classes and like I probably would feel comfortable like giving a presentation about something but the moment you ask me mm-hmm. to just hold yeah hold the microphone and just talk about my day I'd probably panic <laughs> like, talk about my day where where's the script <laughs> it's, yeah, I'd like to do that though. It's a skill. Such a such a cool thing. Yeah, I remember seeing you at the, the first of my where we met, like with you. You had your book. And I was just like, it was so interesting. I was just like, this is. I yeah, I know no, that was like <laughs> such a funny time to have met me because it was just such a random thing that didn't necessarily relate to a lot of things that I do, although I've still used those books as drafts for other things, but they're pretty out there. So that's cool. If you, yeah, (laughs) if you wanted to get to know the most out there part of my art, then you're definitely, definitely on the frequency. Yeah. I do. I just enjoy your art. Like, so. Thank you. Like the colorful and the shapes is, it's definitely something to That's look how at. I feel about your words. I do, really. That's uh, I yeah, linguistic it. works of art. <laughs> yeah. Your word artist. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. have any like tips or advice for people who are out there listening to this and they might be thinking that maybe they want to either get over stage fright or start to share some of their, their words on a stage. Uh, the whole practice in the mirror, I wish I would have did more practicing in the mirror or in things beforehand. Cause you gotta get used to hearing. I know a lot of people I've come across don't like the sound of the voice over a mic or like over recording because it's different because they're not used to hearing it. So for me, I would say, yes, practice hearing it out loud. If you got to close your eyes, close your eyes, imagine whatever you need to imagine. Like find a space to, to where you can, where you're comfortable doing it. 
I mean, it's, we're not, you're not going to be completely comfortable, but yeah, like, well, it's, it's easier. And remember to breathe. Breathing is like the biggest thing. Just breathe and, and speak slowly. What do you look at in the audience while you're reading? Uh, now I've started, I've, I've been practicing my thousand yard stare. And so I've gotten pretty good at just looking through the crowd <laughs> and but I don't know, every so often it depends, like the lighting is usually set up the places that I've been where it makes it easy, like the lighting is where you don't see faces. But either that, yeah, either I'm just kind of scanning the crowd on a piece. It's, it's kind of depends. But every so often I like will look directly at people once I feel comfortable enough, like if I'm get really into it and I want to allow myself, it's, I think the biggest part is allow myself to get into it sometimes because it's just, you know, the whole getting out of my head, just being into what I'm trying to convey. Yeah, I've heard this idea from some people who are performers of like when they're on the stage at some point, it seems like they like leave their body in a way and they're just like, in, like so yeah. fully in the moment that they, I guess you just like become the piece of art and your conscious mind is just like detached from the performance. Yeah. Sometimes you disassociate and I, I guess that's like, I don't know if that's <laughs> how it's supposed cool to, to happen, me. but yeah, like it's not, you just, <laughs> you just, yeah, it's kind of like you're watching it. Like you're, you're there, but you're not, it's, Cause I've had that happen with other things. Like sometimes like, yeah, I'll be driving and it's like, I know, I feel like I'm watching myself drive, which is weird. And it's like, hmm. that definitely has happened. Like, yeah, you just get into the performance. It's like, kind of like you're just watching from the back seat. It, sound, it sounds ideal to me. I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> to, to watch from the back. I guess for me, it represents like being that into it that I've just let let go of worrying or knowing that I'm on a stage. I'm just delivering a message. Yeah. And enjoying it. You just got to enjoy it. And not worry about what people think or how people are going to see it. It's like so if you're doing something you enjoy, you're being honest, and then, yeah, just, yeah, let go and do it. Because sometimes I've been trying to, I've been doing my best to remember, like, I don't want to go turn morbid, but I know tomorrow's not promised always. And it's like, if this is the last time you get up and, like, you get a message, it's like, did you, did you give it your all? Like, did you leave it all for it to reach? And I try not to put that much pressure on myself, but that's the whole, like, sometimes extremist thing. But... Yeah, it's just like I want to. I want people. I want to make sure do my best to present it in the way that I, it was created, like the way I saw it in my head for it to be presented. And so, I just try to focus on that, like, and just make sure I'm enunciating things. But I learning it is the biggest part because if you don't, if I don't know it, then once I start overthinking, I can't, it's 
is that like with songs? If you know a song, you can like sing it, even not thinking about the lyrics sometimes, you know how mm-hmm. you just start singing a song and or like you start doing something else and not even realize, I don't know if that happens to or you don't even realize you're still singing it and you didn't sign the whole song like, oh, I never really stopped singing, but I stopped thinking about the lyrics. And I guess it's like getting to that point to where it's just, it's there and you just know it. Oh, yeah. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So that way, even if I am overthinking, you just, you're all autopilot in a sense. I've n- I haven't done that yet. That sounds cool though. Cause then you can really get into the energy of the words. Cause that is such a problem I have had mm-hmm. whenever I've done anything with the open mic. It's like, I lose my place while I'm reading or say a different word. I always say different words when I'm reading input other ideas <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah because i uh the form I have, I have inflections and things are hard to do yeah if you don't know what you're gonna say then how do you know how you're gonna, well, how you're gonna say it it seems obvious now that you say it but <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know what people do when they get up there I mean, this is me learning. Like these whole two last two years have been me learning how to do this and like learning. It's been differently, like learning how to write differently. And then also like learning how to perform has been a whole different art. If you're just like, okay, yeah, this is. And learning how to record is different from performing. And it's yeah. like, I didn't know, realize that like all this, but I'm like, this is, I'm enjoying it. And I'm having fun doing it. And so I was like, all right, so I have to learn to do these things. And I know that it's only going to help my art in the long run. Like this is one of the pieces that I have to, it's one of the skills mm-hmm. that I have to acquire. And the whole like RPG analogy, like this is the skill I'm going to get and work on. And it's going to help me at a dungeon later on down the road. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, how are you learning these things? Are you connected to a, a group of performers? Uh, well, my last manager who helped me with that one project, uh, Homecoming, that's on Spotify, is she, she helped me with a lot of it, like as far as language, enunciation, and teach me all these things because that was one of the people that connect, saw me perform, and then she reached out to me and she has really helped me like grow as an artist like a lot like I'm because yeah I didn't know before that I was just going out and I recite a piece and that was just yeah I was just going out and doing it like I didn't really have but when I wasn't at the open mic I wasn't like practicing and doing it or even listening to myself back watching recordings back which is uh, still kind of crazy you're so good Uh, I guess maybe I'm hard on myself, but it's, well, I don't know, watching myself has been, it's gotten easier, but it's still cringy sometimes when I like press, right before I press play, I'm just like, I don't know, I guess I notice yeah. things. But they always say that, and I try to remind other people of that, even though I forget, like, nobody knows how it's supposed to go. Nobody knows when you're messing up. Nobody knows that, like, that weird gesture was intentional. You just... Mm-hmm. You know, you got to go with it. Yeah, that's so true. 
I think that's a really good thing to remind people of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That she, it was just the practice and just learning when I'm not on stage, I find words. Because growing up, I also had like problems with. People won't get it if they don't know what I'm saying. And then listening to myself back a lot, I realized that some words became muddled or like just kind of slurred together. And so doing actual like tongue and mouth exercises and stretching my flight, all those things that like I don't think about, like you just think like, oh, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna do it till I know it. And then when I know it, I know it. Yeah, it took so much more than that. Like when you think about delivery and all of that and projecting. And so it took a lot of the learning to breathe, learning to enunciate, learning to breathe, like keep my breath while do moving and doing things or be able to walk, breathe and talk. It's, it's yeah, it took a lot of like just reprogramming my body to do different things now. So this manager that helped you with your music on Spotify, she just heard you at an open mic. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, I, I didn't know what was like. It, all of it still seemed like weird and surreal. I was just like, oh, like somebody wants to like help me, like, which is what I had been looking for. So I mean, it worked out, and yeah, I, it was just like. Ah, this is awesome. So like, and that's pretty much how I was just kind of going about it. Cause it was, I was kind of directionless. Like I, I Googled stuff, but it's just, I don't know. I guess people who have been in, I figured that they know more if they're currently doing it. Like it's easier to ask them. And so she was able to give me all her experience and just point out things. Cause she had been in the business of, cause she's also an artist and she's a musician. And so to learn from somebody who has actually been doing it and it it just, yeah, it made it a lot easier knowing what to do. That's always makes things easier. (laughs) Well, at least knowing how to build these skills. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, really thankful for, there's been like a couple artists who I've connected with at various times and they've just like immensely helped me understand something about my practice or getting in shows or just, you know, the art field in general. Yeah. That's awesome. When other artists reach out, like, are willing to help you. Like that's, I feel like yeah. that's what it'd be about. I think though, you have to be open to it too. True. Cause I don't think I was directly asking for help, but right. I definitely wasn't just like hiding in the corner either. It's like asking a lot of questions, <laughs> things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, true. Yeah, we won't receive mm-hmm. anything we're not open to. So what what role does a manager actually have in like, producing the kind of music that you do? I should have no idea. Uh, 
<laughs> well, she made the tracks also. She like she and she was helping me with that, like teaching me also how to like build a track. Because before that, I never really I recorded like a couple tracks like in high school, like years ago, like that was. But I really didn't know how to record, so learning that was a thing and showing how to build music. Because I always I had an ear for music because I also I'm a musician. Also, I play a saxophone, so I've always enjoyed music and things. But I would just listen to it. No, no. She taught me how to listen to it, I guess, differently. Then because I was just listening to it to enjoy it. And then like she gave me all these different other ways like to listen to it. And I remember I started going back to old songs and hearing instruments that I didn't hear before, like things that like it, it kind of opened me up to like a newer side of music. Which is and but she, yeah, she would pretty much mix it, master it, make help make the beat. She was like book the performances, uh, call the venues, like do photo shoots. Oh my god! Like, you know, like pretty much all of that That's, stuff. It's like yeah, a and artist show me dream. How, how, yeah, I know it was just like man, this is this is like great because I'm just like I'm. I was so eager. To, I'm still eager to learn. Like, but at that point, I really didn't know much at all. So for somebody that come and like. She like, I want to help make you a full package, like not just like somebody who like just say cool things. Like, I want to make you like a full package of an artist, like teach you how to do all of it, all the aspects that go with it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I was, no, I was that's stoked. that's like such an inspiring story to hear, really. <laughs> like, yeah, that somebody would take take your career on as a full full project. Yeah, like honestly, yeah, like I I can see the the difference, like because I know that if not that I wouldn't have figured those things out, but I definitely figured them out a lot sooner because of her and the progress I made thus far is yeah. So I was going to ask you about this, but I wonder if this relates to this. Um, what? So I know you did something with the On God Hotel. And I'm mm-hmm. so sad that I missed that last exhibit. I did not get to see it. But I was wondering, did you have art up in the exhibit or were you doing performance art? I know you had a cra- I know you had a crazy photo shoot. Uh, with all these blue things and you're in a bathtub. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? What is this? Uh, uh that was uh I had art in the library. I had two pieces in there. Mm-hmm. I think that up until oh, next month, the April or May. Yeah, the the bottom the bottom exhibit got changed out, but oh. the the other ones are still up well, there for a couple more months. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I have fun with those pictures, and it's it's funny because I took most of those actually. Myself, I, most any pictures of me I took because that's how much I'm like I said, I used to just be by myself. So I'm like, if I'm going to take pictures of me, like, I guess I need to learn how to also like be well at this. So it's, it's just with something, yeah, I taught myself. I've, I've oh learned how God. to use timers and stuff. And because I love photography too. <laughs> 
You're this is so multifaceted. I've just got those are the- some really good pictures. I have no idea how somebody would take those themselves. Thank you. I I got used to having to. Do, I don't know. I was always bad at asking for help too. Like, you know, I, I don't know if it was just being stubborn. But before this, and I just a lot of things since I was by myself. Like, if I want to do it, I'm gonna have to learn how to do it by myself or for myself. So I just kind of taught myself a lot of things, mm. keep myself entertained, and yeah. And so now it has helped because I did used to just use sometimes other images from the internet to go with my art, but then I'm just like, I can make my own. Like, I should be, like, it's my words, like, I know how I want the picture to feel, so I should be, learn how to make my own images to go with these. And, yeah, just started practicing with it. Now I need to get an actual camera and practice with that, because it's just, I know I can't use my phone for pictures forever, unless they get crazy with these yeah, phones. Yeah, I'm navigating a similar change. So I guess that was not one of the photo shoots then. That was your own personal photo shoot. No. Yeah, yeah I, we went there. I went there with like my friend. We took a, uh, it was our birthday. You know, we stayed there and we took some photos and I was like, because I didn't know I was going to stay again. And I always loved that hotel even yeah, that's like one of my favorite places to go. It's like, yeah, I'm definitely giving me some photos while I'm here. I don't know what I'm using for yet, but definitely gonna, gonna use them. Interesting. So that okay, that makes a little more sense. And so what what kind of art? Well, I mean, I'll go see it, but tell us uh for everyone out there too, what what kind of art do you have up in the show? I have some images with poetry. I have two smaller pieces that go together with uh, haikus on them. And then I have a, a bigger piece of a photo that I took and then edited it and then put the poetry on top of it. And so those are in the library. Just figured that's what people read. And so. But yeah, this was my first time actually having anything on display also, which was crazy how this happened. Because it's, it's been so many strange firsts since I like leaned fully into my art. Like things has just kind of been the strange domino effect. And I don't, of course, I feel like weird is normal in my life. Like the, the, the strange occurrences and like just now that I've been paying more attention to them and I guess being just more with myself like it's it's just things have been presenting themselves and it's it's still uh, it's still yeah. my it's crazy I know I know what you mean like when you it's for me it's like I feel like I get into a flow with it and it's just like oh wow everything is happening it's it's pretty pretty yeah. epic from your worldview, like, well, how do you describe it, it or talk about it? Like, is it intuition, synchronicities, the universe talking to you? Uh, I guess a bit of both. Every so often, 
Like I have deja vus, and I, I for those those I feel like that reminds me that like I'm in the right place or where I'm supposed to be. Like if this feels like I've done this before, and when I started like yeah when I started going full forward with my art like it's just like things just started increasing like the appearance of certain things or like that are reminders for me because I have like a number also that I always see like that's a reminder like yeah as I started like going down this path like all those things just started becoming like more and more mm. prevalent and then just like not being afraid to ask for things like the universe and like people like just asking because yeah the worst people are saying is no and just realizing that some of the opportunities like I had to create like you have to you can't ask and not do work also like and that was going back to the whole intent like if this is something that you really want like you, your intent, like you have to have the intent behind it. And so you have to follow through with that. And yeah, as I've been doing it, it's, it's, it's been, I guess, confirming my intuition or things that I feel. Cause it all feels like I don't have, I don't know how it's supposed to happen, but I feel like it's happening like it's supposed to happen. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to describe these things. And, you know, people interpret them in all different ways. Yeah. It's just like following my gut and listening to that more. Because usually, that's not how I usually ignore it, but sometimes it's just like, when you get that feeling, like, and it's just like, uh, you know, that like the one at this, the for me, it's like, okay, that thing made me feel that way. Like, so maybe that's the thing that I know I need to do because I'm, yeah. And so I just, you know, taking chances and just being honest and transparent has helped. And also finding Finding the right words to express myself has helped. So I also I write more, I learn more, and it it helps me communicate better. Yeah, I know. I I like personally believe that when people are in touch with their own self expression or creativity or like whatever that means to you, mm-hmm. that you're almost automatically more in touch with your intuition and your, your gut feelings and like being in alignment with the truest version of who you are instead of like being thrown around by how the world wants you to be. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's weird. Art is like such a, like for me, at least I feel like it's such a deep journey. It's not just, it's not just like making something. It's also, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. vulnerability. Like, that's all you have to be in touch with that. Like, I feel like, though, I, I don't know if that's why some people don't, or like, feel like they have to hide, or not necessarily hide, but like, because mm-hmm. it, it is, a, it's a piece of you. It's, it's like, it is you. And like, 
most people know, like, I guess that fear of not being understood is why people like, do I share this with other people? Like, this is, like, because I could, they feel like it doesn't make sense. Well, like, yeah. Oh, well, at least I know that was my case. But, yeah, I, it is definitely on a different frequency. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, not being understood or being being rejected, probably even worse for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think one way to think about it for me, though, is like, yeah, you could be rejected, but you also can't be fully accepted if you can't be fully seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figure at this point, like, I've, is my, my, my job is just to get it out there. Like, and people's going to take mm-hmm. it, how they're going to take it, see how they're going to see it. And you know what? Yeah, that's all I could do. I could just put it out there. And kind of yeah. go through it and see. Well, it sounds like you're definitely reaching out on all these different platforms and avenues, like in person and on social media, which is cool because writing writing is something that can be transmitted in a little bit different way than some other art forms. I mean, I know you can't, it would be cooler if we could just hear you <laughs> say live, which I mean, I guess you could do that, but that'd probably be a whole other which one? hassle. Oh, well, I'm just thinking a lot of the ways I see your work is written, mm-hmm. but then it's like, you have this whole other Avenue of where, Writing it is almost like, it sounds like phase one and then you got to practice it. But then the real thing is like when you get up there on stage, mm-hmm. is that, is that true? For some of them, yes. Not every piece gets recited, learned, but yes, for the ones that I do like, okay, this is one that I do want to share. It is after it's written, it's, it's written and then it's, I give it like a day or two and then I go back and then I revise it because just like see if the flow still proper and then yeah then it starts to learning it and even the learning must the more that i've learned more the easier they've become to learn like everything's mm. the muscle is this and then yeah and then after i learn it i have to learn to okay now i'm gonna and deliver it and what kind of mood and and doing all that has kind of also made me be more I want to say selective, but I feel that's not the correct word. But I don't know, because sometimes I, I write a lot. And I, when I first started, I was I would wanted to share a lot. And I really didn't know which ones. Like, I didn't really. I was kind of just sharing at random. Like, every over mic, mm-hmm. it'll be something different. Something that I just wrote that day. And some of them just be for fun, some just random, but then learning, okay, like these things have an effect. And so if I'm gonna give it to people, which ones do I want? What things do I think feel people will benefit the most from hearing? And so then those are the ones I tend to focus more on learning. But yeah, for sharing purposes. And so have to go through the whole stage. But yeah, doing it live is 
definitely different than reading it because I always wondered that. I, I've asked people, but I never really got a response. Like, do they prefer to read poetry or do they prefer to hear it? Because I know some people have their own cadence and flow in their head of how they hear it. And then it's different from when they actually hear it. It's like when I hear people's voices and I don't know what they look like and then you see them, it's like, oh. And then it, yeah, you make the connection to know you have four pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's weird being an artist because you always have to think about like presenting things for people, but then also presenting them how they're supposed to be. Such a balance, mm-hmm. I think. Balance is key. Because a lot. What? Of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. No, yeah, balance this is, is. This is a question. Oh. I don't want to interrupt. I said no, yeah, balance is key. Like learning to, because a lot of things I. That was something I always struggled with, like. Because I just love to write, that's why I do it. And then, like, writing things for myself. Sometimes I was sharing things and people that was just letting criticism get to me, I guess. And yeah, it's like, I want to make sure that I'm always writing stuff that I want to write. This is the long and short of it. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the long story. Like, just getting. Sometimes it's easy to get the terror, like, because when you have to present it to people, like, to alter it and things like that. But finding that happy balance, well, like, this is what I want to say, and this is also a way where they can hear it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, the, making it so that it's the best way that they can hear it without altering the original mm-hmm. message. Because a lot of people hear things differently. So if you could do literally anything that you wanted with your creativity, what would your dream project be? Or projects? Hmm. So much. Um, I would like to do a musical at some point, like write a musical. I feel like that'd be fine. Uh, uh, I wanted, I'm, I, I, I guess they want, I plan to do a time capsule or some things because I feel like, yeah, I want to only some stuff for like way later. Mm. Oh, that's really mm. cool. And I know like the whole deciding process of what pieces and notebooks or that I'm gonna put in it'd be interesting. But yeah, I wanna leave some more stuff for like the future future. So I feel like that's definitely something I wanna do. Um would you leave written words or would you also leave like a CD or something. Ooh. See, I was just thinking written words, but I can do like recordings and things. See, I don't know. I've been working, I've been making a list of things that I would like to include. And I don't know where I'm going to bury it yet and all that stuff, but 
I don't know, that gets me really excited. I don't know why. Hmm. I mean, it's very in alignment with the podcast here. <laughs> yeah. Recordings for future, future life on Earth. I was thinking of that. I was like, hey, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Oh, that's a crazy idea. And sometimes I think that I'm leaving things on the internet, but it's like, well, the whole system might crash. I've always thought about that too. You see, because I used to be the opposite. Like I, I've gotten more into writing, putting, having physical things, but it's it's a hard because I was getting rid of things and becoming more minimalistic, and then but then, excuse me, like. Physical media is still valuable. Even though things are like that, I got rid of CDs and everything seems to be going the opposite. But I'm like, at some point, I feel like if everything goes in the cycle, there's going to be a point where like, yeah, I feel like the digital is going to go down and it's going to be back to physical or at least physical become popular again. So, yeah, I, don't, I feel like it's good to have the physical stuff. Well, that's a really cool project. Are you going to share what it is with people or is it going to be private? I don't know. I think it's, for right now it's going to be private. And I guess as it develops more, we'll see. Very cool. Are there any other burning projects that are on your mind? Uh, Uh, I think that's that's it for now. Um, just working on a series of want to do short films. That's kind of I mean I guess that goes on out with the musical, mm-hmm. but I do really want to get into like short films because that seems like that's that seems like now people are digesting things in smaller increments and so I would like to do like a large scale movies and independent films one day but really my main thing I want, I want to like have a series of short films that connect and like I've been trying to write up scripts for but I have like a it's like a, one of those long projects it's going to be a couple pieces but yeah that's a short film series is something that I'm also working on those are the, like my three biggest projects, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's stuff, those are like pro- projects that have projects within projects. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about stuff that is things within things. It really is like a way to describe it. Yeah. And would you also act in your films? Uh, your own films? If need be, like, well, I was thinking about that. Like, mostly I'll probably try to cast other people for the roles, but they, I just try to keep it small. But if I need to be the person, or then most definitely, or yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to see what that's going to be. That's like, yeah, it's super cool that you have so many different things going on. Just trying to keep it all organized and actually work on it. It's I don't know. I'm 
I'm one of those people that's hard for me to like not have nothing to do. But I also have like too much, but I have to have multiple things going on once to get things done sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like pick things that I really want to do. So that way, whatever, regardless of what I'm working on, is something that it's going to all fit together. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, actually. <laughs> I, I totally do that. I work on, I constantly work on what probably is too many projects at one time. <laughs> but I've kind of come to accept that, yeah, it's, in some ways it's going to take longer for me to finish them because I'm not just focusing on one and I'm spreading my energy all around, but uh, really it's not actually taking any longer Mm -hmm. to do them. It's just like they might come together at different points in time. Yeah. Like over a longer course of time. So yeah, I I Mm -hmm. I think if you look at least from my understanding of these multi-project people if you look at it over a course of like years you're doing the same amount of work just in the moment sometimes I think it can look like to you and to other people that it's not moving forward but it probably is yeah 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 the years and the time is learning that like yeah it's gonna take time and so the longer you wait to like just do the stuff is just might as well start today. Today is always the best day to start. We all is what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite parts, probably about being an artist and like making things is it, it gives me a weird, like a really cool relationship with time. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't, I mean, there are other fields, maybe like different writing fields, academic fields, but there aren't many people who kind of get to say, oh, well, I'm going to like work on this and it might take five or 10 years. True. That's okay. <laughs> like, that's cool. It is. To have that. And that was nothing like seeing other artists live, I guess, as artists and learning like how long they're like just taking them to do stuff and figure things out. Like, I guess before that also had no gauge of like what any of it looked like or anything at all. Like as far as like being an artist, I just knew mm. that. Yeah. So that was a big part. Is like okay, this is this is I know it's all work, but yeah, like okay, this is this is doable. Like you just gotta you gotta put in the hours. Yeah. With time being so weird, uh, yeah, these last two years has even like they feel like it's been like eight. Honestly, like time has been so stretched for me. It feels like that sounds like it's probably a very good thing. Yeah, it's definitely not bad. It's just it's been an adjustment. It's it's been an adjustment. Mm-hmm. I wonder if part of it is just because you're learning so many new things in a short period of time. Yeah. I have been going through like a rough like growth. Like it felt like life has also been in me with like uh, 
mega growth situations, I guess it's where it's just like, and they was like, back to back, it's like, I had to go through this tough situation and finally like make it through. And then it was just like, I was being forced to just grow more rapidly, I feel, these last couple of years. And yeah, like now looking back like two years ago, it's just like, was that even two years ago? Like, are you, that's, it, yeah, it doesn't, it feels like way longer. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine like, get, you know, understanding your art from not having even been recording or being up on stage. And now it seems like you're, you know, doing it pretty regularly, like on top of other life situations. Uh, that's a lot. It has been a life. That's cool. Definitely had to reorganize my life. And I mean, yeah. And it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm in a different, I, I say I'm in a different world now. And that's almost what it feels like every time, like, I learned a certain amount of things. Like it's like a new level. Like I'm in, I left this world of the way I used to move and do things, and now like I'm in between in this world and that world. And eventually, I'll be in this world fully, and the people who live there operate there. And it's that's kind of what it's been feeling like. I just mm. like entering into these new worlds. Like hey, and then I like it. I like <laughs> the sound of this. Well, congratulations. Thank One you. thing. <laughs> for making it to this world. Thank you for having me <laughs> at this world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, like, do you know what kind of world you're, like, moving into? Uh, things seem more on the visual side. I'm going to start working with learning visual things. And I guess that's... From, yeah, I believe that's next. I guess that's more of the behind the scenes things, how to shoot things and edit and other programs and make visuals. That's, that's really cool. I know I've, I've always wanted to learn how to do film too. It's a lot to do. I didn't catch that last part. Oh, I've always wanted to learn how to do film. Too. Oh, this film is awesome. I love cinematography. Like, too, like, so, how? What part of film do you want to like shoot it, or you want to? Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I just I do wonder sometimes, like looking at the bigger picture of my life and my art. I wonder, like, will I end up making short? art films like could that be where I go I don't know because I know I mean I'll probably always be painting but even now like I'm moving into like sculpture and three dimensions Mm -hmm. I'm like I feel like yeah I feel like I've created the 2d world and now I'm like well I want to create the 3d world like (laughs) film is kind of like the 4d world where it's like it's the actual world Mm. nice Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> I see claymation <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> or animation. Ah, see, now that's going to be interesting. Last year, the beings like coming to life. 
like that. That would be interesting. Yeah, I have no idea <laughs> how to do that. So it would be very cool. So I don't know. I have no idea. But it sounds it sounds like a possibility for sure. Gotcha. It's probably yeah. I guess the visual elements of film probably probably not going to be into the story, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe an abstract story like the story you heard me read on the open mic. It's like is that a story? <laughs> I don't know. There you go. I don't know if that's a story. <laughs> but yeah, you could do one of those. Yeah, <laughs> an abstract story. Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of films, like what kind of short films you want to make? Is there a theme? Uh, I want to experiment with different things. Oh, first one is something, I guess this is me doing the opposite. I want to experiment with silent short films. Like, since I use words, I want to use, try to convey it without words. Ooh. So that's, that's me going to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> no, that's like really such a good idea as an artist, I think. To set yourself up with those kinds of barriers. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, it was something recent. I think it was the artist. Yeah, because I remember when that came out a couple of years back. It was this solid film. Cause, and I, I don't know. I've always just, I, I always wondered like, why don't you do this? Or like, what all can you do with this meaning? Like, and I, yeah, I like to try to experience it as different. Thing. I'm like, okay, so if I felt like doing film would be fun. Like, I, I'm all about dialogue. But I'm just like, if I could do. What can I convey without words? Like, I've always used words, so I want to explore that. I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for all these future adventures. Yeah. Just, yeah. The stories have feelings. Like, you just can feel things. I feel like with a lot of things, just get more into with feeling. I feel like that's just the overall thing most more people should like. Feeling and learning to, I guess, the source of them. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely, a th- I agree. I think all humans should definitely work on that. Probably forever, we all should. <laughs> I don't normally say shoulds, but. Yeah, I you. think that might be an exception. Could <laughs> be. Maybe not, though. <laughs> uh, I guess there's always an exception. Like, do what? There's an exception every rule. Mm-hmm. And which is also, which I think is true, but also we're like, this is completely not, I guess it's kind of on topic, but being the exception, like 
Most people treat it as an anomaly. And I feel like people don't count anomalies as data, but it should be. Like most time, that one weird thing that happened is usually written off as that one weird thing that happened. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Well, it's like, that's that's still data because it still happened. Even if yeah. it's that point zero zero percent that it will, but it's, yeah. I think that's strange. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good thing to remember, too, just about, like, what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your own life, in your art, in the world. Yeah. So you get to leave the listeners with a weekly challenge. Hmm. Weekly challenge. It can be absolutely anything. You're in full charge of what you'd like to ask everyone to do. All right. Weekly challenge is to dance. At least dance sometime this week. Or this by yourself with somebody else basement. Just don't dance in the shower because it's dangerous. But yeah, dance. I love it. (laughs) That's a super playful one. No excuses. (laughs) No excuses, everyone. (laughs) This one you've got to do. And as I've been mentioning on the last couple shows here, if you have some kind of experience with this that you would like to share, please send me an email um, or leave me some kind of message anywhere you can find me on the internet. And I'm going to be including some people's experiences from the weekly challenges in a future upcoming episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, have a fun dance party and tell us about it. Hey, yes. Social distance dance party. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Or a solo dance party. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. Be mindful for sure. Don't have a rave, please. <laughs> this is not a recommendation for that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Just do it in the safety of your own confines. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so if everyone would like to connect with you on the internet, um, what's what's the best way or most preferable way for them to do that? And I'll add all the links in the show notes. Gotcha. Uh, Instagram is the main one. Uh, 47 underscore B-L-A-K-K underscore 74. That is also, it has the links to my other page and the, the word up the uh, Patreon. Uh, yeah, it has the links to my other profile, which is the Moth Wizard, as well as the Word Up Writers Club link. If you want to join the Writers Club, which is a weekly prompt. And you get other giveaways and you get free, you get discounts to the open mic, which is weekly. It's every Tuesday, the Legacy. There's all type of things you could do and when like but uh I think that's I think those are the main ones. One question here on on your Instagrams. 
How is the the mauve wizard? How is that profile different from your main profile? Is that a different vibe? Uh, well, uh yeah. I originally had the second profile because I knew I was gonna with my main one. I, I I wasn't really big into the social media like I learned, but I had to start getting comfortable with it to start getting my art and things out. And honestly, the main page, I wasn't sure what direction I was going to go with it and how I was going to work out. And then when I started doing the music and everything, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to need another page at some point. So I made that one. And now my main page is, I guess it's more... It's more word up driven. Okay. And then the other one is just, if the vibe with, with that would change, but yeah, that's more so just things I want to make. I guess that, that makes yeah. sense. Like the other one is more funner. This one, I, I have things that I also like have to post on there and things that so I had to separate it. I, so one is just the like, I don't feel your like, whole, like one is just creative stuff. Yeah, like that way I didn't feel like pressured or like to like post because I always had this weird postings. I like this way I didn't feel like pressured, like felt like I was posting too much or like my regular stuff would get mixed in or lost. Like, for me, it just helps to compartmentalize and just had like I need to have a step one so I can just, you know, yeah. not think about it stress free, just post stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you consider yourself a wizard? That's the last question here. <laughs> yes. You do? I do. Okay, that's awesome. That's a great... We'll maybe have to have you back on to talk about that. That's a great point to <laughs> to end on here. Hey, uh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm so grateful. Like, this is... Yeah, this was great. I appreciate you having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time and your, you know, your creative insights. It's it's much appreciated. Thank you. <laughs>